What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 216. And we're going to do two things that y'all have been asking us to do for quite a while now. Number A, we are going to cover a Sega Genesis game because it's been a spell. Since we talked to Genesis, I actually did my homework and I, I research. I don't do a lot of research here on Remember the Game, but I looked. Episode 199 was the last time we did a Genesis game, which was Mickey Mouse and the Castle of Illusion or whatever the fuck it was called. Uh, so it's been quite a while. So, uh, And I just want to point out, before I get into the rest of the episode, um, I hear you. Those of you that are asking me to show more love to the Genesis or the GBA, those are the two consoles I get the most requests for to do more of them. I just want to let you know, we have covered pretty well every Genesis and GBA game that I've played, uh, at least that I've played enough of to do a podcast about. I didn't own a Genesis growing up. I didn't play a lot of GBA and it's prime. So don't think that I don't hear you fans that want more episodes on those consoles and their games. I just need to find time to play them. I need to find time to play more of those games. Genesis in particular, I need to find time to play more Genesis. And I want to. I have a list that I want to play and eventually review here on the podcast. And it includes games like uh, Comic Zone, Aladdin, Golden Axe, Lion King, Jurassic Park, Shadowrun, Shining Force 2, Vector Man, Booger Man. It goes on and on. It's just the list is long. I need to find time to play them. I hear you, okay? Fortunately, that list is one game shorter now because the second thing y'all have been asking me to do for a while is to play and review Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist. And it's time. Ad admittedly, I did not play it on the Genesis. I played it on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection, which is excellent. I think I get the gist of it. I don't think I... I would have loved to have played it on a Genesis, but I don't own a Genesis, and a copy of it is quite expensive, and you all understand. Um, I've been wanting to play this one for quite a while myself, as a diehard, lifelong Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, and I'm a junkie for the 16-bit games as a whole. This seemed like a match made in heaven. I will say slash warn you, it's not that I don't like this game. I, I like it quite a bit, actually. I think it's great, but... I I, I don't think this is the best episode of Remember the Game that we've ever done. And I know that I know that bar is low, but still, it's just Hyperstone Heist is cool. It's it's rad, but it, it's clearly a bunch of Turtles in Time content put into a new shorter game. There's fewer characters show up. Most of the best stuff about Hyperstone Heist we've covered twice on our two Turtles in Time episodes of the podcast. So again, I just want to stress, I like this game. I don't think it's bad at all. I'm not going to dunk on it. It just kind of made for a tough episode because we've covered a lot of the best parts of it already. But either way, my guest this week is my boy, former Hall of Famer Mark McHugh, who also just experienced this game for the first time. And uh, we sat down, we broke down Hyperstone Heist, obviously compared it to Turtles in Time a lot, and, you know... Um, Kind of have to. And, and actually, we got into the Cowabunga Collection and Shredder's Revenge a little bit as well. So if you like Turtles games, I think you're going to enjoy this episode. And if you don't like Turtles games, then hopefully you're just a weirdo that kind of enjoys listening to stuff that you don't really like. Because we're going to get, or pardon me, we will get to all that in just a minute. Because speaking of weirdos that listen to stuff they don't really like, uh, it's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game Infamous Intro. Dun, 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 dun. 
Okay, that was kind of an ugly transition, but we got there. It doesn't matter. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your morning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're they're fun. Our our intro is almost as long as Hyperstone Heist. It, it's it's the fuck. It's kind of it's true, uh, but they're fun. We talk video games and stuff. Hang around, give it a chance. If you do want to skip it, you're just here for Hyperstone Heist. Go about thirty minutes up the road, and you'll get into you hear the music. You'll get into the chat. That's how it works. Uh, we have merchandise. I got to do my plugs. That's how I pay the bills. Merchandise, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all kinds of stuff. Drawn in, or featuring incredible art that was drawn and designed by my man Joe. You can find his work at 4545creative.com and you can find our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested. It's a great way to support the show. And of course, if you don't prefer, if you, if you don't like clothes, which I understand, uh, you can always just support us on Patreon. Our, our subscription started just two bucks a month and two bucks a month gets you two extra podcasts every week. You get exclusive access to my gaming news show, Game Patch, every Friday where I look at all the biggest news in modern video games and add in my opinions and profanity and stuff. And Expansion Patch, drops every Thursday and it's a different video game show every week we do game rankings we look back at particular characters and consoles there's some comedy episodes in there a ton of modern game reviews this past week on expansion pass it was our first ever draft episode we did an NES game draft I had four of our regulars uh, Mark McHugh Bradley McHugh David Ray and Mike the ref and fantasy football style, they each drafted 10 NES games. And then our patrons voted for who drafted the best lineup. And uh, we donated some money to the charity of the winner's choice. Nothing but great feedback. That episode went over like gangbusters. Uh, I loved it. Everyone else seemed to love it. If you sign up for Patreon and give it a chance, you'll love it. And as it's becoming a sneak peek, or, oh, as, oh no, it's not becoming, a, as it's becoming tradition. Here is a sneak peek. It's not becoming a sneak peek. It is. Ah, fuck. I just. Here's a sample of fucking last week's expansion pass. Fuck me. (laughs) So basically, as I probably have already explained in the intro, ladies and gentlemen, how this is going to work is it's a snake draft. Any of you that play fantasy football or anything, you know what's going on. The draft order is going to go one through four, then four through one, then one through four, then four through one. Uh, The only. Originally, we had categories for these guys, but then we decided for the first one, we're going to. Keep it simple, stupid, which is the motto here. Remember the game. The guys just have to draft 10 NES games. I will post the full list on Patreon the day after this episode goes live. You'll all be welcome to go and vote. And whoever gets the most votes from the community for the best lineup, their charity will get some money from our community. So if there's no last minute questions from the four of you, then I think we're going to kick things off. And uh, as we predetermined, Mark McHugh has the first overall pick in the first ever Remember the Game draft. So Mark, the floor is yours. What NES game are you taking with the first overall pick? Okay, well, this is like, it's so unfair that I get to go first because I get the best NES game. I'm going to start with Super Mario Brothers 3. Fuck. I figured that would be the first <sighs> overall pick. So that's now available on our archives. We will do more draft episodes down the road. I promise. I've heard you. We are definitely going to do more consoles. Maybe we'll do characters. Maybe we'll do an overarching one. They're going to be, I'm going to spread them out. We're not going to do them all the time. I want it to be a special event, but we are going to do more of them down the road. And for those of you asking who I would have voted for personally, I went with Mike the Ref. I thought all four contestants did great. I would have voted for Mike the Ref. But congratulations to David Ray, who won the poll uh, for the best lineup. So we donated some money to the charity of his choice. And this week for expansion pass number 130, the community picked the topic and stories about my regular Remember the Game guests came out on top. So I'm just going to get into how I know some of my regular guests 
guests, tell a couple of funny stories, have some laughs. It should be a pretty chill, fun episode. So again, two bucks, get you two additional podcasts every week, instant access to well over 200. I think it's coming up on 300 archived bonus podcasts that are just sitting there waiting for you as well. You also get access to our Remember the Game Discord, which is at like 800 members now or something. The chance to vote in our Patreon poll every month it's running right now. The ability to submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts. And you get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest patrons. Jay Farmer, Goomba Squad, Sir Duke of Nukem, Endode Mando. I like that. Sauce McLaughlin, Eric Eaton, 199, Big T, Andrew Summers, Toad Spit, gross. Ryan Perry, Biggest Butts. I love Big Butts. Tater Salad, Pepper, P. Matthews, Alex R., Brandon Halverson, SP Not the Ghosts, and Troy Hellum. Thank you all so much for the support. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. And to wrap up the sales pitch, two quick things. We have annual memberships now. If you sign up for an annual subscription at any tier, you're going to get your 12th month free. And 5% of our Patreon every month is being added to a pot that we are donating to the Stollery Children's Hospital at the end of the year as part of my 24-hour charity stream. We're at about $2,000. Uh, in that pot right now. So you do some good. You, I keep the lights on. You get podcasts, wins all around. And finally, you can find me over on Twitch if you're interested. Twitch.tv slash member the game. I have no regular streaming schedule. I just get on there whenever I can, but it's totally free. I'm not going to bug you for subs or anything. You can just come hang out, see my dumb face. It's lots of fun. All right. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in the cartridge. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment blowing in the cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow our first blower this week is Sauce McLaughlin, who wrote in, I love that handle, it sounds delicious, who said, Hi Adam, I love the show, the Simpsons references are hilarious, is there a character in any video game that if given the chance you would kick their ass in real life? Eric Sparrow in Tony Hawk Pro Skater Underground is my pick. Every time I play that game, I just wish I could pull him into the real world and hit him with a Batista bomb. Batista bomb, that's a blast from the past. I mean, Navi is the first character from Ocarina of Tim. And people keep asking me why I say it that way. It's because no one could agree on whether it was Ocarina or Ocarina. So now it's um, Ocarina of Tim or Ocarina of Tim. I just say it wrong to piss you all off. Navi is my first thought, but like, I don't know if I'm allowed to hit Navi because I think like, I don't want to, I don't hit women. And is Navi, a, a, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to tread into the murky waters. So I'm not going to hit Navi. Uh, I'll just, I'd flush Navi down the toilet. I'll say either... Uh, Steve or Sean or whatever his name was from Resident Evil Code Veronica. I fucking hate that guy. Or the Fuzzy Pickles camera guy from Earthbound. He takes a great game and just constantly interrupts and ruins it. And the Fuzzy Pickles guy can eat my ass. I fucking, I hate that guy. So that'd be, that would probably be who I'd kick the shit out of. Uh, welcome to the team, Sauce McLaughlin. Blaine the Hoagie Man said, here's a, I don't read a ton of wrestling questions. I get them almost every week. I try not to read too many, but I'll, I'll go quick. Cause I know not everyone that listens to this like wrestling, likes wrestling. Blaine the Hoagie Man said, here's a wrestling theme question. If you were to assemble a five-man Survivor Series team from any wrestlers, past or present, living or dead, and they're all in their prime, which five would you choose? I thought about this and wrote my answer down in advance so that I didn't have to come up with it on the fly. Shawn Michaels would be team captain because I am a huge Shawn Michaels fan. For all of you to keep asking why I hate Bret Hart, I just think he whines too much and I like Shawn Michaels better. Mr. Perfect, because he's perfect, they can't lose. I'll take The Undertaker in his prime because if something does go wrong, The Undertaker was unbeatable back then. Kurt Angle, who I think might be... I don't want to call him the GOAT, but he's pretty close. And then I'm going to go for a nostalgia pick and say Eddie Guerrero to wrap up my team. Shawn Michaels, Mr. Perfect, The Undertaker, Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, oh, oh. 
un the only way they would lose is if Shawn Michaels ended up pissing everyone on the team off and they all fell apart that way. But otherwise, unbeatable. Uh, I feel like Mr. Burns with his fucking uh, nine all-stars. <laughs> There's no way I can lose unless my five all-stars fall victim to five misfortunes. Anyway, you all, shout out if you get that reference. You get it. Uh, <laughs> well, Michaels lays unconscious on the ballroom tile. Brent Davis wrote in and said, if you had to pick only one video game music album or song to listen to, which one would you pick? As a musician, I typically put music higher up there when deciding how much I enjoy a game. Wondering what you would pick. Thanks, Brent. Uh, that's a good question, Brent. So I feel like it's a cheap answer because we just reviewed it. It might be Mega Man X for the Super Nintendo. That might just be my favorite video game soundtrack of all time. It just bangs so fucking hard. Uh, the other one that sticks out in my mind is actually Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, the, oh my God, the music. I mean, there's obviously so many, especially if you get into like the Tony Hawks and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with one of those two. Either Mega Man X or Final Fantasy VII Remake. Final Fantasy VII Remake's music is so fucking good. Uh, thanks for writing in, Brent. Edge Master P says, The need to blow into a cartridge is an obvious design flaw for the NES. It certainly must have been frustrating to me during my younger years at times, but now nothing but the pleasant memories remain. My little ones get a kick out of it now too. And I know, I know, you aren't supposed to blow into the cartridges, but it's sentimental and kind of fun. I'd like to hear your thoughts on what I view as the only possible design flaw for the NES. You know what? I Listen, uh, not a month goes by that somebody doesn't discover this podcast for the first time and write in or message me on social media or something and tell me you're not actually supposed to blow in the cartridges. I know. Everybody knows. I kind of agree with you, Edgemaster. Like, when you put that NES cartridge in and you fucking put it down and you... Uh, like, <laughs> here are my thoughts on it. I, I remember, like, borderline anxiety trying to get my NES to work and you put the cartridge in, you push it down close the lid people that play with the lid open on the nes you're freaks you close that little flap and then you would like push that start button and just like come on and then if it worked it was fucking sex and if it didn't work and it gave you like the blinking screen or it froze or whatever it was just heartbreaking and then you take it out and then yeah the fucking and i know you're not supposed to we actually had this like cleaning kit and it was like this little some of you i guarantee you some of listening had this it was like a little pink brush with like a white uh, padded side on it it was like a flat almost shaped like a t and you could put like uh cleaning solution on the one side and then run it along the edges of the uh i don't know what's called the chipboard or whatever the nes part that like the, that reads the game and try to clean it that way and we had that but my i would always just blow and then my mom would give me shit and be like why do you think we buy you this cleaner pad thing use the cleaner pad and i don't even know if that did anything or not either um, I agree. I know it's not, and I would, I would also agree that it is possibly the only design flaw on the NES. I love the NES. I love everything about that fucking system. Blowing in the cartridge is just fun. And I, I just, every time I get a message from someone saying you're not supposed to do it, I die a little bit. Cause I'm like, yeah, I know. I know you're not supposed to fucking, I don't know. What's something else you're not supposed to do. I was going to say smoke, but I don't smoke. So I can't say that. You're not, I mean, I don't know. You're not supposed to eat fucking candy for breakfast. I don't do that either. I'm a, I'm kind of a bitch. I don't really do anything else wrong. That's the only thing I really do rebelliously. I blow in my cartridges. Fuck you. Uh, Guest House Productions wrote in and said, in the categories of mini consoles, which one do you think should be next up? Since the Genesis 2 is almost here, I still feel there should have been more CD titles on it. And we all want a Nintendo 64 mini. What are your thoughts? Um, you know what? I, if you, if you're new to the pod, if you go back and listen, gosh, it's probably about four years old now, 
Mark McHugh, Mark McHugh and I did a very old episode of this podcast where we talked about a Nintendo 64 mini because at that point, the rumors were like it was imminent and it was coming any day. And now four years later, we still don't have one at this point with the way 64 games are popping up on the switch online. I don't think we're ever getting a 64 mini. Um, I don't, what do I think should be next? I mean, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if we'll get any more of them. I, I listen, I wanted the one I want is the Dreamcast. And I will I will I have willed some fucking products and some projects into existence in the past, so I'm gonna try to use my powers for good. I and I know there's some fucking Sega Saturn fans out there being like, We want a Sega Saturn mini. Well, guess what? No one bought your console, no one's gonna buy your mini. Uh, I'm kidding. I I actually wouldn't be surprised at this point if we got a Saturn Mini, but the Dreamcast Mini is the one I want the most. The only other one that I could like that I think is a maybe is a, is a PS2 Mini, and I wonder if again now that all those games are becoming more readily available, at least all the ones that they're going to be willing to, to shell out cash for are becoming readily available on uh, PlayStation Plus. I don't I don't I'm not holding my breath. I think the the Mini phase might be over. I think the Genesis. I'm shocked this, the Genesis Two is is happening. Uh, but I, I, so my prediction is if we get one more, it'll be a PS2 mini, but I most want a Dreamcast mini and I, I'll, but I don't, I'm not sold. We'll get either one. That'll be my prediction. A Game Boy mini would be sick too. Uh, actually a game, just a fucking, you wouldn't even have to make a Game Boy mini. Dude, imagine if Nintendo just released a game, like a, an actual size Game Boy, but with like a rechargeable battery in it and you know, all that shit. And then just a bunch of Game Boy games. That'd be fucking sick. But I, Dreamcast, if I can wheel one into existence, it's a goddamn Dreamcast. Uh, Ted Explosion wrote in and said, Adam, apologies if you've covered this. I'm still catching up on old episodes, but have you or will you do reviews on the video game sets that Lego has released, especially the new Bowser set coming up? I know how much you love him. There's awesome sets out there with Mario Bros, the NES, Horizon Forbidden West, etc. I'm sure there are a ton of Lego nerds listening. You know what? It's funny you say that, Ted Explosion. Uh, and I know I'm... I, I, no, never mind. I was going to say, I know why I'm saying your name that way, but the people that know, know. Uh, I am a big Lego fan. I actually got back into Lego over the pandemic, and I have, like, I've, I've got the leg, the, the Mario 64 question block set. I have the NES TV set. I have the Sonic set. I have the Horizon set. Um, I, 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 I love Lego. And I, I don't think I'll ever do a review episode of them on the podcast because I just don't know if I could make a Lego podcast interesting. But I do pick up new sets and stream building them over on Twitch. Uh, whenever I get a new set, I am picking up that that Bowser set on October first. So actually, probably next week sometime, Twitch.tv slash Member the Game. If you want to come by and hang out, I'll probably be building that Bowser set over on stream. I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, yeah, and if you haven't looked, if you're like an old Lego fan and you haven't looked at Lego lately, fucking go to their website and look. There's some incredible fucking sets out there now. My favorite is probably. I mean, that question block, the 64 question block is pretty rad, but I think my favorite is the NES with the TV. I just think that's like the coolest looking fucking set in the world. Uh, Slick Rick wrote in and said, Dear Andy, you get a lot of requests from us nerds and hot dogs to play certain games because they are the best or watch this movie or listen to that song. We ask a lot of you. If you could turn it around on us, what is one request you would ask us hot dogs to watch or play? Oh, I do, dude. I get... I probably get two dozen suggestions a week on movies or games I need to play or watch. And I can't play or watch all of them. And uh, yeah, I like this question. If I could turn it around on all of you. Okay, so one game that I'll push on everybody to play that... And I'm trying to think of one that's not like Super Mario World because I'm assuming that most of you listening have played fucking Super Mario World and blah, 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 blah. Um, The one... The one game that I will recommend to everybody listening is 
you know what? I'm going to go with Bioshock. And I've talked about it a billion times. I know, but if there was one retro game that I think some people have slept on, that I think they should play, that I think a lot of people would like, I'm going to go with Bioshock. That'll be my one. That's the I'm only going to give one. It'll be Bioshock. Uh, I could maybe do an expansion pass on this and just be like, these are games you need to play. And then one thing you all need to watch, I mean, the only movies I've really watched are Rocky, Ninja Turtles, and Ghostbusters. So just watch all of those. You know what? Here's your movie suggestion. Don't sleep on the Michael Bay Turtles movies. They're better than fucking... And that comes from like a 30-some-year Turtles fan. I'm not like new, and these are the only ones I've seen. I've seen all of them countless times. The Michael Bay movies are not as fucking bad as some people make them out to be. Fuck you. So those are my only movie suggestions. Uh, but yes, I'll, I'll go with Bioshock. If you're listening and you're looking for something new to play next time, it's available on everything. It's dirt cheap, first-person shooter, great story. Avoid spoilers, play Bioshock. It's the bee's knees. And finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. Chronolingua wrote in and said, Hey, Blanky Poo, I, don't ever call me that. I've been going through the backlog of podcasts, and I heard you mention something about doing an RPG month to try to get through some of the longer, more requested games. I'm pretty sure you're still on an RPG hiatus, understandably, but would you consider doing that again sometimes? Besides being an RPG fan, you have a great view of RPGs as a general gamer, and your Final Fantasy episodes are among my favorites. Thanks for putting out so many good podcasts every week. The workload has got to be insane, but you pull it off with great. I, I have a little grace. I don't know if I have a lot of grace. Uh, shout out to that reference. And that's a rare non-Simpsons reference. Thank you, Chronolingua. Yeah, so um, I made this the letter time letter so I could just quickly address RPGs. Because our show is growing. We're getting new listeners. And I get so, so, so many requests to review RPGs. And I just want to set the record straight. We, I, I honestly think we have reviewed every rpg i have ever played on this podcast i i'm trying to think a dragon i can't remember if we've done a dragon warrior episode i think we have for the nes if we have done a dragon warrior episode and i'm and i'm i'm fairly certain we have i'm 90 sure we've reviewed the only other rpg i've played that we haven't reviewed here on the show is secret of evermore and i love that game but i haven't played it in a long time i've never finished it i would need to play it before I could do a full podcast about it. Uh, but I hear all of you that are like, you know, where's the episode about Legend of Dragoon? Where's the episode about Legend and Gaia or whatever? Or it fucking Lufia or Crystalis or whatever the fuck it's called. Or insert your favorite RPG that we've never covered on the podcast here. I hear you. I know. I don't love RPGs. And the problem with them is I'll play them for the podcast, but I burn out if I just play RPGs. I get sick of it. I start to resent the fucking genre. And then their episodes don't end up being as good. And then people get upset that I don't like their favorite game. So I just try to space them out so that I can, you know, dip in, play an RPG, get my fill, give it a fair, honest review, and then not play another one for a while. Because I, I wish you were all as passionate about fucking platformers as you are about motherfucking RPGs. Um, but I, what I, to get to your question, Chronolingua, uh, what I basically have started doing over the last couple of years is I dedicate January. My January Patreon poll is all RPGs. I, I, I only take RPGs that people have been asking me to do. I drop them in. And the reason I do it in January is because uh, from September to New Year's Eve, my comedy schedule outside of the podcast is insanity. January, I don't do comedy. I take January off. I stay home. I just, you know. And so it's a great time for me to sink my teeth into an RPG and uh, try to bang one out. Other than that, I do... Dude, this year, I've played four or five fucking RPGs. I, I try my best to keep up. And I just... I cannot play all the RPGs that you guys are asking me to play. I, I really just... I just fucking can't do it. There's just too many. Um, 
but yeah, so January is RPG month. Other than that, I try to sneak them in when I can. So if you've been waiting for an episode about insert your favorite RPG here, uh, maybe someday. I just haven't, I, I do not think there's an RPG I've played that I haven't reviewed on the show. I don't think there is. I just checked and we did do a Dragon Warrior episode. It was only like, it wasn't even a year ago either. I'm just losing my mind. I'm pretty sure if if, there, if I've played it, I've reviewed it. So if I haven't reviewed it yet, it's because I haven't played it. I'll try to find time down the road. With the exceptions of Suikoden in 1 and 2, no offense. If they seem like great games. I tried playing them. They're just way too deep for me. I was in over my head. I was like, I'm never going to... these. I'm just not going to be able to do those games justice. And Kingdom Hearts. And please don't get mad. I know there's a lot of people that love Kingdom Hearts. I just... I. It's just not for me. And the fan base, you guys are fucking insane. I'll never do it justice. I'm just going to piss people off. So I said, rather than kick the bee's nest, I'm just not going to do Kingdom Hearts. Um, anything else? Maybe someday. That's all I can say. Maybe someday. So thank you for writing in Chronolingua. And thank you to everyone that wrote in for blowing in the cartridge. Like 24 minutes. We got to get their fucking ass in gear here. So let's switch things up and let's get into our Smash Hit uh, segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game. The third is erased from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get there in just a minute. Uh, and this week, considering we're talking a Genesis beat-em-up in Hyperstone Heist, I went with three other beat-em-ups that you can play on the ye old Sega Genesis. And I didn't want to go with like Streets of Rage or something like that that was going to dominate. So the three more things based on like pop culture franchises and stuff. We've got X-Men 2, The Clone Wars, Maximum Carnage, and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, the game. And 38% of you said you'd play X-Men, remake Maximum Carnage, and erase Power Rangers. And I gotta say, I don't see a lot of harm or a lot of flaws in that logic. But let's see what a few of you had to say here. Then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Donnie the Dude Walter wrote in and said, I don't like any of my options this week, but I'll play by your rules. Play Maximum Carnage. I haven't played it before, so why not? Remake Power Rangers. I think a dark, gritty, AAA Power Rangers game could be cool. Erase X-Men. Calling a spade a spade here. We have enough X-Men things. I will be in double-secret probation if anyone needs me. That's not going to get you on double-secret probation, because I agree. X-Men is kind of... I got a little burned out on X-Men after a while. Uh, that said, I would not erase that Genesis game, because I have played a little bit of X-Men 2 The Clone Wars, and it's fucking awesome. I also think... I think a gritty AAA Power Rangers game... Uh, I don't think it'll ever happen because it's Power Rangers, but I would fucking love that. There was like that fan-made trailer. Did anybody see that? Where they were, it was really fucked up. I, I don't even know what it was called. I'm sure someone will post it on like social media and stuff. Uh, But there was like a fan-made trailer for like, I think it's like a made-up Power Rangers movie that made this the rounds on the internet a couple years ago. It was fucking sick. So I agree. I would love that too. Ah, that'd be fucking sick. Uh, Joe Gillespie, our resident artist. Wrote it. He's also a Patreon supporter. I'm not just a, a, the president of Hair Club for Men. I'm also a member. Joe wrote in. It said, play Maximum Carnage because it's extremely difficult but still excellent. I agree. Remake X-Men 2 because I'd like to see some updated character options and costume designs. Erase Power Rangers because fuck that Voltron knockoff. I gotta be honest. I, I like Power Rangers, like the very first iteration. Uh, I have not watched Fuck All for Power Rangers since the first iteration. I never saw the Power Rangers movie. Uh, don't yell at me. I know. But like... Once, because who left? Jason, Zach, and Trini, right? Are those are those the three that left from the original cast? I think it was. I don't know. I, I checked out after the first 
season or two. But all right, fair enough. Uh, Jerry, the 3D printed sausage said, I'm playing Maximum Carnage because it's a classic as it is and shouldn't be touched. I'm going to remake Power Rangers because as fun as the latest Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game is, this game was on a whole other level. And much like Disney did, I'll erase X-Men. The whole world is better for it. Whoa. I, I, that's a, I like your take, Sawstrich. I appreciate, I, I like, anyone that throws some shade at Disney, I'm on board for it. Fuck Disney. Master Boyg said, oh man, play X-Men 2 because the original was rad and I'd like to try the sequel. Remake Power Rangers. I'd love a 3D Power Rangers game with Ivan Ooze as the villain. Erase Maximum Carnage because there's so many other Spider-Man games that I love. I'll get my Venom fix in Ultimate Spider-Man for PS2. For the record, we will be covering Ultimate Spider-Man on the show someday. Uh, Ah, fuck. I mean, I get the logic, Master Boy. I just can't bring myself to race Maximum Carnage. I can't do it. And Kyle Paul wrote in and said, I hate, hate doing this. I'm going to play Maximum Carnage. I never have played it, but I want to. I'm going to remake Power Rangers for the simple reason that I love the Power Rangers and to play as Tommy and Adam in HD would be awesome. And that leaves X-Men 2 to be deleted. I have fond memories of the game, but one has to go. I don't disagree with your logic there. I, I mean, I don't agree with your order, but... I, a lot of people seemed hesitant to erase one this week, which I understand. I was as well, but I actually think I need to go with the majority of you this week, as did Shawsome one who wrote in and said, this is pretty tricky because I love all three of these gems, but I'll give it a try. I'm going to play X-Men. So many memories of renting this game from Blockbuster and playing a two-player with my older brother. We've beaten the game constantly. I'd remake Maximum Carnage. What more can I say? This game is be badass, remade with the Streets of Rage 4 style of gameplay. And sadly, I'm going to erase Power Rangers. I love this game, but the rules are the rules, and the teenagers with attitude have been defeated in this episode which like to be fair if the x-men if spider-man and venom and the power rangers got a triple threat match i'm telling like i like the power rangers but they would lose they would lose so i get it i would do the same order i would play x-men to the clone wars because i played a little bit of it on my 24-hour stream last december and i actually really liked it i gotta go back to it it seems rad uh, I'm going to remake Spider-Man and Venom Maximum Carnage because it's my favorite comic book storyline of all time. Spider-Man and Venom are my two favorite comic book characters of all time. I'm also a big Carnage fan, uh, and I want to see it. I mean, the Streets of Rage 4 style remake would be rad, but I want like an Arkham City style fucking Maximum Carnage game. Oh, and then I got to race Power Rangers, and I'm sorry. I like the Power Rangers, but Gambit is X-Men, and Venom is in Carnage, in Maximum Carnage, and I'll be motherfucked if I'm erasing Gambit or Venom over the goddamn Power Rangers. So, sorry, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Thank you to everyone that wrote in and played this week. What have I been playing over the last seven days? Uh, nothing. Grand Theft Auto 4, when I've had time. That's really been it. I've been in Calgary. I've been on the road for comedy. Uh, plus, I've been dealing with some computer issues. I haven't played fuck all <laughs> in the last seven days. But Grand Theft Auto 4, when I've had time. Anyway, uh, which we're going to be doing an episode on soon. I promise. That's it. Let's talk Hyperstone Heist. That's why your kids are here. I like to give my listeners a chance to sound off about the game we're covering before my guest and I hog the spotlight. Here's a few of your comments. Brandon DeZeba. Deziba? Dezeba. That's a sweet last name. Wrote in and said, first time playing it was on the Cowabunga Collection. It's a great beat-em-up, even if it's remakes of previous installment levels. I wish it wasn't so damn short, though. And that's what you're going to hear from a bunch of us. It's a great game. It's just short, and it's kind of a half-assed Turtles in Time. Uh, Roto Baggins wrote in and said, it's a good game, but it's basically just dollar store Turtles in Time. You're going to hear that a lot. Uh, Pressing X wrote in and said, good game, but it gets repetitive real quick, but it's a good game with it just being held back by being repetitive. Despite all that, it is a good game. My only gripe being that it gets too repetitive real quick, but despite the fact that it gets repetitive a little quickly, it's a really good game. That comment fucking made me so angry but by the end i was chuckling so i was like well done you make me laugh with one of your comments that's you're gonna get on the show 
uh, more often than not. And that made me chuckle, pressing X. There was a couple people that just wrote in saying just nice things, other than it's just the Turtles and Time clone. GC Freak said, yes, this is the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game I played the fuck out of as a kid. My mom bought it for me and used it at a pawn shop without me being there, and I'm glad she picked this one because I really like it. It's short, but most beat-em-ups are. I'm so glad she grabbed it instead of Tournament Fighters. Me and my friends played it a ton. It's definitely one of the great gems on the Sega Genesis. And Tantrum70 said, what a great weekend. I started out Saturday morning... Uh, I started... I started out Saturday morning planning and beating Mega Man 3. Then after dinner, I decided to play Hyperstone Heist since you're reviewing it. What a fun little game. I can see where Shredder's Revenge got a lot of its features. That being said, when Baxter Stockman comes out, I thought it was Wily from Mega Man 3. I will admit, I may have been intoxicated. I'll give it a 90% rating. It only loses points for length. And that's the big point. And that's what Mark and I are going to get into right now. I've rambled long enough. Let's just basically repeat that same sentiment and say it's good, but not as good as Turtles in Time. And it's a little bit short. I am going to queue up some Hyperstone Heist music. And when it stops, my old pal Mark McHugh and I are going to review Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist, which originally released in North America on the Sega Genesis on December 11th, 1992. Fuck, that's a long time ago. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Okay, so uh, literally right before I, this was 25 seconds ago, right before I clicked record to start recording this conversation, my guest this week, Mr. Mark McHugh and I, were talking about the episode of The Simpsons where Flanders is coaching the Pee Wee football team and then Homer fucks it all up and then he takes over and blah, blah. And I was like, that's a really good episode. And then I said, speaking of good episodes, I don't think this is going to be one. Um, and that was like, I had it like in my head that that was going to be such a great segue. And then I kind of butchered it, but joining me via the blank phone this week, as I'm sure needs no introduction, cause I already said his name, former hall of famer, Mr. Mark McHugh. How's it going, buddy? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Dude, that episode of the Simpsons, uh, it, that is a good fucking episode. We were just talking about the, 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 uh, cameo by Hank Hill and them and how, man, I know you're a King of the Hill fan. What a, what an, like. Is, is, is that show underrated? I promise everybody we are going to get into a Hyperstone Heist. Is, is, is King of the Hill underrated? You know, it's hard to say. Like, it's one of those shows, I again, one of my favorite shows. Yeah. But we got 10 seasons of it. So anytime, like, anyone's like, man, you hear there might be, like, King of the Hill might be coming back. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if we need that. We got 10 seasons. Yeah. And, I, like, yeah. Oh, like, probably about, like, eight really good seasons. And the last two were, like, pretty good sure like as as i mean you're a you're a big simpsons fan much like myself um fuck i would love it if the simpsons had stopped after 10 seasons like if that had been their legacy it would have been like what a this is the greatest television show ever made so like yeah i I like king of the hill too and i see the rumors that it's coming back and like part of me is like i'd love to watch more king of the hill but part of me is like you you did like seinfeld you got out when you were still good don't don't, yeah, don't fuck this you up. You know, now. I'm just saying, like, if they intro, if they're like, yeah, new King of the Hill season's coming out, I'm not going to not watch it. Of course, but don't taint your legacy. You know, if so, remember like, the if remember if the game had started after six episodes, we'd have a great legacy, but we fucking what? ran it into the dirt. 
uh, if we had ended after six episodes or started after six episodes. No, if we had just ended. If we had just done six episodes and been like, all right, that was good. We're done. Every, every, people would be like, dude, that was, a, that was a nice little show. Now it's like, fuck, we have jumped the shark ten times over here at Remember the Game. Um, <laughs> and on that note, uh, thank you for listening, everybody. If this is your first episode, uh, the show – oh, boy. this is The show doesn't suck. The show is fine. Uh, we're talking, we're talking Hyperstone Heist, and maybe that's a good segue because that's also how I would describe Hyperstone Heist, Mark. It's like it's it, Hyperstone Heist doesn't suck. It, it's fine. Like that's how I would describe this video game. It is, it is an okay game. From what I understand, uh, they made two games at the same time: one for the any or the SNES, and one for the Genesis. The SNES got Turtles in Time. The Genesis got Hyperstone Heist. And don't get me wrong, Hyperstone Heist, solid, like, had a lot of fun with it, but it's not Turtles in Time. No, and it's, and like, and that's the, and like, listen, I know that there are listeners to the show that have been on me to talk Hyperstone Heist for quite a long time. It's well known. I'm a big Ninja Turtles fan. And I am, I have, I got, I have gone from like, hey, the Genesis was pretty neat to really, really appreciating. And like, I consider myself a full blown Genesis fan in 2022 like I have played some games for that console that I have fallen in love with and Hyperstone Heist is maybe the Genesis game that I have wanted to play the most that I haven't played before and uh it's not like it was readily available anywhere like I, I still can't believe the Cowabunga collection fucking happened I still can't believe yeah, that thing exists Brad got me the Cowabunga collection for my birthday and you know what I had never played this game before the Cowabunga collection came out me, because me, again I was a, I was a Nintendo kid yeah me so too I was uh, the Cowabunga like I got the cow and I wasn't expecting it got it for my birthday and I was like you know what I've like I've played Turtles in Time, love Turtles in Time, and of course we'll spend another thousand hours playing it again. But I want to try something I haven't played, and I'm like Hyperstone Heist. I've never heard of, and you know what? I had never even heard of this game until the Cowabunga Collection. I, That's how new I am to, to it. I believe that because, like, it's it it. I know there's like a diehard, you know, portion of the Genesis community out there that loves this, like that is, you know, all about Hyperstone Heist, and like that, that's great. But like, this game does. This is not an arcade port. Like the reason Turtles in Time on the SNES is so known and beloved and everything is because it's the arcade game, right? It's a port of the arcade game. Whereas Hyperstone Heist is is just it's just its own game. And I gotta say, man, I I don't want to sound like I'm poo pooing on this game because it's it is a it is a better than average beat 'em up. It was good. I liked it. I've played it a couple of times. I'll play it more, I'm sure. But I came into it and I was like, I I was I'm ready. I I don't. Have you ever played Streets of Rage? Any of the Streets of Rage games? No, I haven't. Okay, Streets of Rage two is the best retro beat 'em up ever. And I don't, don't come at me. People listening to this that are like turtles in time or river city ransom or fucking double dragon or whatever you want. I and this is coming from a super Nintendo kid. Streets of rage two is fucking amazing. It is, it is so good. And I, and so I, I'm like, I have high expect. I'm like, this is the Ninja Turtles. Clearly it's a lot of the same pixels and motions and shit from Turtles in Time. It's going to be on the Genesis, which I think you can agree with me, Mark. You were a Super Nintendo kid. The Genesis makes some pretty good looking video games. They weren't all great to play, but th they, they did. Th I don't know if I agree with that. They did what Nintendo don't, but they, yeah, the 
pretty good looking game. They have some amazing looking games. And so I was like, dude, I want to see what they can do with the turtles. I want to see this original 16 bit turtles beat them up that I've never played. And then I sat down and played through it. And I was like, Oh, that was okay. Like it's, it's, it's only five levels. Admittedly, the levels are a lot longer than turtles in time, but it's, it's, it's five levels. I thought it was, I thought it played slower than turtles in time. Uh, Like it just didn't, I just, I don't know why it didn't have the, um, and I'm sure it's got something to do with bits, chips or something. I don't need anyone to explain it, but like you couldn't do the thing where you flip foot soldiers at the screen like you could on this NES. So fucking Nintendo does what Sega don't shut up. And, uh, when I was done, I was like that, that is a fine game. That is a poor man's turtles in time. Now I can't help but wonder though. If like, because like, again, I played this the first time a few weeks ago yeah. and again, like it's good, not as good as turtles in time, but is that because we played turtles in time as kids? I don't know. And, and I, I thought that myself, like, is it that I'm just that attached to turtles in time that that's that nothing else matches up. But the thing about it is that like, I don't, I don't think that is the case. Cause in addition to missing the cool thing where you flip the footstool, like, let's like, like, come on that, that fighting turtles in time on the SNES where you have to whip the foot soldiers at shredder in his fucking claw machine. That is legendarily yeah, badass. That thing's awesome. So, not like o- but not only is it missing that, like five levels is a pretty short beat em up. And it's just, I found it. I, and I'm curious what you think. I, for a system that is known for Sonic, like when I think of Sega, the Genesis, I think of speed. This game is slow. Like this game plays slower than Turtles in Time on this test. In my opinion, I'm I, I don't know. Do you think? I, I think it plays no, slower. No, I didn't really notice. But like now that you pointed out, I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of did try Like kind of did go a bit slower. It's just a little um, slower and it's dark, which at times I thought looked better. And at times I thought looked worse. It didn't look as much like the 87 cartoon as Turtles in Time did. I thought it looked a little bit darker and I don't know. I, 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 think, want, I want it to be bright and colorful. It's the turtles, you know? I think that like a big problem is that like, even like, even if we were going back and talking about turtles in time to, or the original arcade game, yeah. the Calabunga collection has the great disadvantage of being released shortly after uh, like brand new turtles beat em up. Right, and Shredder's Revenge is the best Turtles game ever. And Shredder's Revenge, yeah, Shredder's Revenge is the best Turtles game because they took everything from the older games and they improved. It did the exact same thing that Sonic Mania did. Sure. So, like, now you go back and saw play Sonic games, you're like, oh, but these aren't as good as Sonic Mania. And so, like, it's in, it's kind of inviting an unfair comparison because these games are, like, 20, 30 years older than, like, the new brand new shiny game that just came out no doubt but i don't like i'm not gonna compare hyper so because like i can't compare turtles in time to shredder's revenge like i don't think there's a turtles game in existence that stands up to shredder's revenge like i'm not gonna do that i do think it's completely fair to compare hyperstone heist to turtles in time as they're yes, from the same era they were like same they're package. made at the same time and and i think part of the reason and i, I don't want to sound like i'm completely dunking on this game because we are gonna there's some stuff about this game i really like i'm not i don't hate hyperstone heist it's just like it's so it's impossible not to compare them because you turn on dude you turn on hyperstone heist and like the opening cutscene where april is standing there it's not the exact same but like it's clearly 
similar to the Turtles in Time intro. When you pick your turtle, it's the exact same screen as it is in Turtles in Time. All the enemies are the same. The motions are the same. The movements are the same. You have that that move where you grab them by the arm and do the slam, slam, slam. That looks the same. I'm like, you can't. That's the same. The only thing that's missing is being able to throw it at the screen. Yeah, but like, to me, I, I, I... I don't know if this is what it is, but like the way the way this game feels to me is that Konami spent like and I, I'm just using round numbers. Konami spent 18 months making Turtles in Time, and then they were like, "Fuck!" And I don't know if this is the case or not. But then they were like, "Okay, well, Nintendo has bought the exclusive rights to a console port of Turtles in Time, but we got to make one for Genesis." That one took us 18 months. Like we have six months left. Just use the same everything and just make a different game like just you know it's that it's that old saying what like that old meme like what is it can i copy your homework sure but change something so it doesn't you know so we don't get caught that's that's what this felt like to me and i again i it's not that i dislike it and it's not even i don't even think it's that i'm it's not even that i'm that attached to turtles in time i just i expected a genesis version of turtles in time and i felt like i got half of a genesis version of turtles in time does that make sense like it's i just it just yeah yeah, like it's a pretty like it, it was pretty short. Yeah, it was. It's it's again, it's five levels. And and the thing is like the levels are long, but I don't know about you. If you were if you if you ask me, you can have nine beat 'em up levels that are shorter, but you go to like nine different locales or whatever. Like Turtles in Time, you're traveling through time and shit like that. Or you can have five beat 'em up levels that are longer, but you're not going to different like it's not that I think the levels are bad. I like that. Like in level one in this game, it's New York city and you like go through the sewer. Then you're up on the streets. Then you're back down in the sewer. It kind of combines the first three levels of turtles in time into one level. And it's not that I disliked it, but I, I like to me, part of the fun of these games are the boss fights and getting to see all the various, you know, crazy fucking turtles characters. And like, I want nine levels so I get nine boss fights, and I didn't get that in this one. It was just long. And also, how strange was it that Rocksteady was in this game but not Bebop? Oh yeah, yeah. What the fuck? And that's but like there you go. So like you don't have Bebop, you don't have Metalhead, you didn't have Baxter Stockman, you didn't have. I don't believe you had the Rat King. No, you had Leatherhead. That was oh yeah. No, pardon me, not Leatherhead. Uh, Slash. Pardon me. That's what I meant to say. Was Slash. Like, like, uh, like you missed, you just, you missed the, I don't know. You missed, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, oh wait, no. Do you have box? Do you have back? No, you do fight Baxter Stockman. Um, in that gauntlet level after you fight, uh, Leatherhead, uh, Rocksteady and, oh, Tatsu. And I did want to say again, I, I listen, I'm sorry if I'm okay, all over yeah, the place. Where it does get bonus points. Yes. And I'm sorry, everybody, if I'm all over the place more than normal, like I just finished a three day comedy show and I'm exhausted, uh, or three-day festival. I'm fucking tired. Um, to, to me, the single best thing in this game is that Tatsu is one of the bosses. And I popped so hard when I fucking... And for those of you that don't know who Tatsu is, uh, go watch the first two Ninja Turtles movies. And I've never yeah, seen him in a like video Shredder's game before. right-hand guy. Yeah, I've never seen him in a video game before. I was like, holy fuck, that's so sick. Now, like, now, like I'm not as acquainted with the cartoons. He's only in the movies, isn't he? I... I want to say he's in some of the comics, but I haven't read a lot of the old comics, so I'm not going to speak. The only other place I know of him is the first two Turtles movies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he's so like, and they, and it's a great boss fight. 
uh, the way he keeps summoning foot soldiers and you're trying to fight him, but he keeps whipping fucking foot soldiers at you drives me fucking insane. Um, I, I so I I liked that. I thought the game looked great. It played nice. I thought the levels looked nice. I just I wanted more. You know, I, yeah, I, like they tended to drag. Like the, the you you know the second level, you were like on a pirate ghost ship, and I'm like, oh cool, and but like nothing seemed like pirate ghost shippy to me it was like there's a one point where like oh cool we're on a ship now but then that was really it yeah yeah no okay and not to like pile on the shit that we have to say about the game but one of the things that drove me crazy about this game is that it was really cool that like there was a lot of like obstacles in the world that would like like in those ghost ships you'd like step on a plank and it would come up and hit you or in Shredder's uh, lair, there was like those laser things or like the spikes that would pop out of the ground. But what drove me crazy is that those could only hurt you and not like the bad guys. That would have added a whole other layer to how you play the game if the obstacles also affected how the bad guys worked in the world. Yeah. yeah. Like you would have a whole new level of strategy if you can be like, okay, those spikes are coming up. I'm going to wait and maybe see if that'll nail a few enemies and then I can knock them down again. Yeah. I just, I agree. I, again, like it's, it's so tough. I try so like, listen, I know I break balls of Sega fans and the Sega Saturn fans in particular stuff. But like, I think over 216 episodes of this show, as someone that, that that is a born and, and bred, like I SNES runs through my blood. I have shown that I'm like, I like the Genesis. I'm pro Genesis. Uh, there's some great games on this system. And I do like this game. It's just, it's it's impossible not to compare them. And it's in, it, and I know for people that love this game, they're going to think that like, well, he's just a Super Nintendo fanboy. So he likes Serials in Time better. But like, it just in every way feels like an inferior, like it just does. And like, you're right. I love that there's so many interactive parts of the environment. But like, frankly, I thought some of them, I, I don't even fuck what anyone says, actually. Some of them are kind of cheap. That fucking dojo where you have to go fight Tatsu and the goddamn spikes are coming out of the ground and they hit you in random places. And then there's spikes above you that if you jump, you hit them, but they don't look like they hurt you until you jump up and hit them. And when shit hits you in this game, it fucking hits you. Like, the bosses can yeah. kill you in, like, three attacks. And I, I just... Yeah, but, like, the bosses, like, the trick there is, like, you just have to figure out their rhythm. Yes. And then once you do, they're so they're so easy. Yeah, and that's what I was saying to you before we started recording. was, like, the first time I played this game, I got to the gauntlet part, which I, I gotta say, I fucking... I hated that. I'll get there in a second. Dude, but... I kept losing at the gauntlet yeah. part. Yeah. Like, the and, like, I wasn't doing, like, I should have, but I wasn't doing the, like, save. Like, I wasn't, like, doing, like, the save states. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I could have got through this game so much quicker if I just fucking did that. Well, that, so, like, I was you... like, no, I'm playing it like, I'm playing it like a 90s kid. So I can review this honestly, like it was supposed to be played. Me too. and But that's another thing I just, I, fuck, I really, I don't. I hate piling on this game, but it, there's a lot of things about it that piss me off. That I wanted more boss fights because that's one of my favorite things about any Turtles game is you reach the end of the level and you're like, holy fuck, it's, it's Rocksteady, it's Bebop, it's, it's Baxter Stockman, it's the Rat King, it's Leatherhead, it's Metalhead, it's Slash. You know what? It's, it's fucking, there's Toka and Razor. Like, it's so many iconic villains. And in this one, they're like, well, here's Leatherhead, here's Rocksteady, uh, um, 
uh, what else from- tattoo. Here's tattoo. And then you get to level four and they're like, instead of giving, I know you do get Baxter afterwards, but they're like, you know what? We're just going to make you fight the same three bosses again. And it was and like, then you get what kind of, yeah. And it was like, what kind of rip off is this? Don't make me, where the fuck is Bebop? That offends me. Like, where is you Bebop? Can't have, you can't have Rocksteady without Bebop. That made no sense. And that's where, again, it, to me, it, like, I don't know if it's true, but, like, to me, this game just comes across. And, and like, I promise, everybody, we are going to get into some of the good stuff. I promise. But, like, to me, this game just comes across as they had, like, five months and the Turtles in Time, like, files or whatever the fuck you want to call them, like, sprites and shit to, like, make a different, like, to make the same game. And it just felt so half-assed to me. It just, it does. It was a lot of copy and paste. Yeah, and it pisses me off. And I gotta say, while I like boss fights in these games, not, I hate boss fights as a whole, but in a beat-em-up, especially a Turtles beat-em-up, I like them because I get to see the iconic characters that I grew up watching, right? Uh, I don't want to, does anyone want to fight a gauntlet of bosses in a beat-em-up? Like, it's, that's boring. You're just mashing attack and jumping. And then, like I said, add in the fact that these fucking bosses, like you, dude, you're right. If you figure out the pattern to them, it is, it is, it is almost, it's almost painfully easy. But if they get a hold of you or you fuck up and break the pattern, they kill you like an arcade game trying to eat your quarters. Like it is like three mistakes and you're fucking done. Yeah. And oh, I, absolutely. I just hate, I just, I, I was just, it, I, wasn't it? I did not care for. I did not care for the lack of boss fights. I did not care for the lack of levels, and I really didn't care for the gauntlet. And um, while we're okay, and while we're talking about shit we didn't like, yeah, I found the final boss fight so underwhelming. Uh, where you fight uh, Shredder? Shredder, yeah. Now again, like again, like yeah, of course you're fighting Shredder, but like I'm thinking, like again, hate to compare it, but thinking back to like the way you fought Shredder in like Turtles in Time when you're literally having to throw enemies at the screen to hit him. And that was so cool. Whereas in this one, it's just like, oh, hey, it's Super Shredder. You've got to beat him. And then you beat him, and I'm expecting Phase 2 to start. And I'm like, oh, man, this is so, like, you know, can't wait to see what happens. And then the credits roll. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Well, like it's, all right. Like, the final boss fight in Turtles in Time is this, that's, again, it's, it's anyone that's played both of these understands that we're not, just piling on they are the same fucking game the final boss fight in turtles in time you fight super shredder and you it's even the same fucking screen it's just that in turtles in time uh the statue of liberty's back there and in this one it's not the statue of liberty or whatever but like it is basically the same and it's just and like i found that fight incredibly easy i figured out the pattern and just beat him and then that was just it and i i kind of felt the same way i was like wow like what that was that was it and again I, I think the difference is that, like, in Turtles in Time, I fought every other major character. All that's left is Shredder. And in this one, I was like, I I wanted Bebop to fucking hop out and fight me or something. Like, I just, I'm not going to get off it. Bebop, Bebop got fucked. They fucked Bebop here. And it's bullshit. It's, it's fucking, it's warthog discrimination is what it is. Well, well, I guess it's, like, again, super unfair to compare the two because they came out, like, 30 years apart. But, like, in Shredder's Revenge, that final boss fight is fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. It's uh, Yeah, you're right, though. Like, that's that's a... Like, to compared to Turtles in Time, sure. Yeah, you're right. Like, I can't... I don't even... I don't think any of these games stack up against Shredder's Revenge. Um, so, like, me... So, like, yeah, that was on, like... 
because I had played that recently, I was like, Ooh, okay. So now we're getting, here comes the big epic ending. And it was just like, Oh no, that was it. The yeah. shredders falling to his death. And now you win. And it, I'm like, it was, ah, all right. Yeah. The last, so my last complaint, and then I do promise guys, we are there. I, I keep saying it. We're at 22 minutes and I don't think we said anything nice about this game at all, but like, I do have nice <laughs> things to say. Uh, I'm curious what you think of this. And I, this is one where I do think it's my turtles in time bias. Uh, they added a run button in this one because keep in mind they're like, I, well, I played it on my switch with, with the, you know, the four buttons, like a joy con, uh, originally this was a Genesis game with that three button controller. So one was attack, one was jump. And then they added a run button. Whereas I'm so used to the double tap, like left or right in the SNES to like dash. Um, I actually did like the addition of the run button, but I constantly forgot that it was there and couldn't get them to run. I don't even think that's a criticism because it's just how the game was designed muscle memory because they're so similar. kept fucking with me. I kept forgetting I had a run button. Yeah, I don't think I used, like, it was like, oh, was, like, I used it a few times, but, like, I couldn't think of, like, a practical use for it. So I, like, never really used it that much. You know where I found it really handy is the fucking, the white foot soldiers that have those, uh, that, like, keep blocking. Um, oh, yeah. I fucking, I hate them. Uh, if you dash and, like, shoulder charge them, it, it, I found that it broke through their defense a lot. So that was what I was using okay. a lot was on them. Um, but no, I, it just, I like to use that dash a lot and it was just a mind fuck to me that I didn't have it. So, um, okay. I think, is there anything else you want to like, I know we've been pretty hard on this game and I would like to at least give it a few minutes of niceness now that we've beat on it. Is there anything else you want to dunk on before we get into like what, what makes it? Cause listen, at the end of the day, it's still a good game. I, I, we've piled on it. It's a good game. I just, is there anything else before we get good? I think, I think I've gotten all of the, I think I've gotten everything I didn't like out of the way. Okay. So now we're going to talk about the good stuff. Um, and I think it goes, I, I know we've kind of said it a couple of times, but like, well, I don't know if it stacks up against turtles in time. I still think it's an incredibly competent, good looking turtles beat them up. I, there were times where I didn't like that. It was so much darker than turtles in time, but there were times where I actually was, I found myself just looking at it and I was like, this is a fucking crisp looking video game. Like it, 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 it at times I thought it looked really, really sharp. Um, yeah. And you know what? I was playing it on like, I was playing it on my like modern HD TV and I was like, Oh, you know what? This looks real. And maybe it's because like, they just did like, they made sure it looked good for the Cowabunga collection, but I was just like, no, this looks, this still looks like a good game. Like, and I don't, I don't think they did. I, I think, I mean, like, again, as I catch up with the Genesis and start to play more games, like I'll never deny Genesis games look good. And if I, I can be critic, I ha can, will, and will always be somewhat critical of the Sonic, the Hedgehog gameplay. I like it, but I, I will criticize the gameplay at times, but like, uh, listen, Super Mario World is my favorite game of all time. Sonic is a better looking game than Super Mario World. Like, it just is. S Sega has good looking games. And in particular, I thought the four turtles. And I know that's the similar sprites, the same sprites for turtles in time, whatever. I just, there were times where I was like, man, the turtles look fucking good in this game. They look so who did you, sharp. Who did you play as? Uh, I hate to admit it, but uh, I tried it with Donnie, lost. I tried it with Michelangelo and ruined it. I beat, I destroyed this game. Then I tried playing as Donnie again and lost. 
And that hurts me to be because oh, really? that's my favorite turtle. But what about you? Because, okay, well, Mikey's my favorite turtle. And I found, like, I had difficulties playing with Mikey because of, like, how short range his, like, weapon was. Okay. So I played with Donnie for most of it. Yeah, I, I, Donnie's always the guy taking a beat him up. But I, for some reason, like, so when I lost the first time with Donatello, then the second time I was like, well, that's always my second choice is to go to Mikey. Uh, and I fucking just, I cakewalked through it. I could I couldn't believe it. And then I went back to Donnie and couldn't fucking win again. Um, I don't think I've even played as Leo and Raph. I, I, minor criticism, and this is this is not just uh, a hyperstone heist problem. This is a fucking pretty well every goddamn Turtles beat em up that's not Turtles 3 the Manhattan Project problem. For the love of fuck, why can't we switch Turtles when we die? I That drives me insane. Like when, and I, I know we said we were done talking about the bad stuff, but this just applies to like 99% of turtle beat em ups. When I lose a life, let me pick a different turtle. Like, yeah, why? Like I know. Like, I want to like change like every, like, I don't want to have to wait for the next game over to like change the character. Mm-hmm. That drove because me- like it happened once where I accidentally chose Raph and like, Raph, like Raph is my least favorite oh, dude. I, turtle listen, by like a pretty long margin. Me, me as well. I love him still, but he is my least favorite. But just, I feel like if somebody, like if one of the turtles was going to be a wife beater, it'd be Raphael. <laughs> it, fuck. When you, when for all of you listening, when you go to send your angry messages, because every time I dunk on Raph, I take shit. Send them to Mark McHugh. Don't send them to me. You've already all fucking yelled at me. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I'll die on that hill. Yeah, send the, send me your hate messages. Fuck Raphael. I mean, I, uh, I like him, but he is my least favorite as well. Um, he he does, he has no ability to control his anger. He's such a piece, and he's such a moody fucking piece of shit. But you know what though? It's funny. I've said this before. As I like, I'm coming up on forty years old, and I feel like over the span of my life, I've been able to relate to all four turtles. Because like. When I was a little kid, I wanted to be smart. That's why Donatello is my favorite. I was like, I want to, you know, do good in school and be the smart kid. And then in like junior high and high school, I was like Michelangelo because I was like, I hate school. I don't care about doing this. I just want to have fun. And then I started to get it older and I started, I was like, I'm going to buy a house. I'm maturing. I'm going to be Leonardo. And now as I creep up on 40, I'm like, I fucking hate people. Maybe I am Raph. Like I have literally gone the, the gauntlet of all four fucking turtles over the 40 years of my life. Um, but I don't know what it is, dude. I, I never pick Raph. Like, I don't know what it, like, I don't pick Raph in games either. I, I will say though, one thing I, I, I really enjoyed about this game and, and turtles in time, we're just going to compare them. But like, I don't know. I don't know if there's a lot I can say about this game. That's good. That also isn't good in turtles in time. So I'm just, yeah. it's, it's going to be both. Because I think that everything that's good and, and, and again, why Hyperstone Heist is a fine game is because they did pick most of the best stuff from Turtles in Time and put it in its own game. I just think that it's missing other stuff. But I think all four tur- I love the way all four turtles look. And I know this is gonna maybe sound stupid, but like the way Leo and Raph look holding their two weapons as as they walk, you can see the de- I love that. I love the way that Michelangelo will like spin his nunchuck. And then as a Donatello fan, I love the way that like there's so many I'm a big pro wrestling fan. I play a lot of pro wrestling video games and a lot of old school pro wrestling games, by and large, it was just like different colored outfit, different looking hair, but the exact same like skin over and over and over again for every 
character. And with Donatello, I love the way that they he's got his bow in one hand. And it's it just looks different. And I, I just think all four of them look... When they turn their backs to the camera and they're walking up toward like the back of the screen, the detail in their shell and the way you can see the lines and stuff in their shell, I've always just thought that looks so fucking cool. I don't know if that's just... I love that thing. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I, I think... They no, I can't say that I noticed that, but like I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that next time I play uh, Turtles in Time or this. Yeah, it's I love the way that looks. I I do like the way the bosses look. I do wish there was more of them, but I like the way the bosses look in this game a lot. Um, I will say, did you notice how like ridiculously cheesy the dialogue is from the uh, bosses? Uh, I, instead, like, yeah, because I remember, like, Turtles in Time. Tonight I dine on turtle soup, right. which is, like, it's, like, it's, like, pretty cool. Like, this time it was, like, I don't even remember what Rocksteady says, but it's, like, a cheap version of that. I Leatherhead says something along the lines of, like... You're I, too immature for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And, like, Leatherhead is a fucking crocodile or alligator or whatever from like down in the bayou that I think has a gambling problem. And he's like, you ninja, you turtles are too immature to defeat me. And then when you beat him, he's like, I was beaten by immature turtles. I was <laughs> beaten by teenage turtles. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and I just like, remember being like, fuck off. Okay. Like, it seems like this game was probably made in Japan. And then they just like, like, yeah. Put it into like a direct translation, and they're like, <laughs> "Now, eh, who's gonna care?" I want to just clarify: it's not a criticism. I think you know when something—it's like Resident Evil on the PlayStation, the original Resident Evil. When it's so cheesy that it does the lap and gets back to being awesome, that's like I love it. I just thought it was so funny, like how fucking ridiculously cheesy. Yeah, there was a little bit of all our base, all your base are belong to us. Yes, it. yes. I fucking loved it. Um, I did like the way the levels were longer, kind of. I wanted more boss fights, but I did appreciate that, like, it wasn't, like, you weren't in the sewer for 15 minutes. You were in the sewer for a bit, then you went up to the street, then you went back down. I liked the way that, like, in the second level, you're on the surfboards, then you get on the boat. Like, I like that they kind of make you I at least like switch up environments. I like the liberal checkpoints too. Yes. Yes. Like if you game over, you didn't have to go like all the way back because these were long levels. You wouldn't have to go like all the way back to the beginning of the level. You got to start again at the section you were just at. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I fucking, I got to say too, like to me, the best level in the game is level three where you're in like Japan or something. And you're in like the dojo. I hated the spikes yeah, on the roof and shit, like, but it looked awesome. And they've got like the they've got like that one famous painting of like that white wave. Yeah, yeah, I I I I love that. And then like the idea that it ends at Tatsu too is fucking sick. But I I actually because that's an original level. Like that was not a level from Turtles in Time. That was a unique. Like that was a cool. I I that's it's my favorite level in the game. And they call it like Shredder's Hideout or something. Um, yeah, I, I really, really like that level a lot, actually. But then when I remember Bob, when I first got there, I was just like, what Shredder's hideout already? Like we're on like the third level. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that too, that I was like, am I at the end of like, as I had read before I started playing it, I had read that it was, it was, a, it was a shorter game. It was a shorter game. But then, yeah, I was like, what the fuck? No, there's no way this game is three levels. But then you, for some reason though, after you beat, I don't understand that like you, you, you fight your way out of the dojo. And then you're in like a cave and then all the bosses you've beaten are in the cave. 
which I I I just was like, oh, but oh, maybe that makes sense. No, I don't. No, because like I don't. Yeah, know, the, I didn't really quite figure out what the story of this game was. Like no, again, like no, had a neither. lot of fun playing it, but like I wasn't quite sure what the thread we were following was. Yeah, me neither. I dude, I feel bad because like I know people are gonna listen to this show and and just be like. Dude, they really dunked on this fucking game hard. I <laughs> we like ten minutes ago were like, all right, now time to get I to know. the good stuff. And like, and we're only like thirty four minutes, and I'm like, I'm almost out of like things to say. But the thing is, this is a I I've been kind of dreading this episode because like I wanted to cover Hyperstone Heist, but we've dedicated two episodes of Remember the Game to Turtles in Time, and I feel like we've talked about a lot of this stuff already. Like the good, I mean. Like everybody knows the animations look great. I love the way that there's all the different colored foot soldiers. I love the way the mousers fucking show up. And those stupid, those stupid, those fucking goddamn robots with the the R two D two looking motherfuckers with the electric whips. Dude, the ones that like zip back and forth in like zigzag patterns. Yeah, and they're in like every turtles beat them up ever, but they always fuck you up. I hate those sons of bitches. Dude, you know what? You know what does drive me crazy? And this was this was also in Turtles in Time, so this was not a dunk on this game in particular. Was the robot dogs? The robot dogs that would like bite your arm, like the mousers. Yeah, is that what they're called? Oh yeah, mouse. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, those are like the giant clamping mouse. Yeah, those are mousers. Yeah, I, I, they're I. Listen, I think mousers are a rad enemy. They are such a pain in the ass at beat 'em ups, though. Like they are such a pain. In, like I know they only take one hit to kill, but they come in fucking swarms, and you miss, and then one grabs you on the arm, and then you turn around, and another one grabs you on the arm, and you're like, ah, oh, for fuck's sakes. I guess that's what they're supposed to do, but I fucking oh, I do like that. Like the rock soldiers and shit show up. I think that's fucking awesome. Um, dude those are cool i just i don't know i i i don't want this to come up. i've always said that like i'll end an episode when i feel like i'm out of things to say about a game and i don't want to sound like we're writing this game off but like outside of tatsu showing up and that cool dojo level and at times the graphics looking neat and the other i was like it's it's it really doesn't do anything that turtles in time didn't do and we've done this twice one thing i will say is that i i personally find this game harder than turtles in time uh not the arcade the arcade one is the hardest but the arcade port is the, the, that game arcade games are cheap like they they're designed to destroy you i find well, they're designed to take your quarters exactly and... i find this game harder than turtles in time on this nest but i i kind of like that i like a little bit more bite in my uh like, I don't want to be able to just cakewalk through. I like that it gets hard. It's frustrating because, like, dude, I, I'll tell you about, like, I can cake, I can, I can, I can fucking beat the first three levels of this game with my eye clo eyes closed. And then I get to that gauntlet in level four. And if you are not dialed in and on your game, you'll, you'll lose every life you fucking have in that gauntlet. Against yeah, those because, bosses. like, not like they're harder versions of the boss you already play. And that's what I really appreciated in that gauntlet was they didn't just copy and paste. They found little things to make sure that the bosses were harder the second time around. Yeah. And you know what? There, this is, I really wanted to say something nice about this game. And like, other than it took all the best stuff from Turtles in Time and still has it, which is true. But here's some, this is legit. If if I had owned, because I didn't own Turtles in Time as a kid, I would just rent it all the time. I never owned my own copy of it. If I had owned this game on the Genesis and I had owned Turtles in Time on this NES as a kid, I would have spent more time playing this one. Because this one was harder, and in my opinion, and 
like I, I don't like I love Turtles in Time on the SNES, but like you can fucking breeze through that game. Whereas this one, and that's what I love about the Streets of Rage games. That's why I think Streets of Rage 2 is the best beat-em-up ever as far as retro beat-em-ups go. Uh, it's tough. And, and like, you need to pay attention. You need to be on your game. You need to be dialed in. That's what I like about Turtles 3 on the NES. And this, that there it is. There's the nice thing to say about this game. This is more uh, like Turtles 3 on the NES, but a 16-bit version than I think Turtles in Time is. Turtles in Time on the SNES is fun. It's a guilty pleasure. I love playing it. But it is so easy. It's almost like it's almost. I don't want to say it's boring because it's a great game, but like it is kind of boringly easy, button mashingly easy. Whereas this one, you need to be fucking like you can cheese the first couple levels, but by the time you get to that gauntlet, you better wake the fuck up, or you will get massacred. And I like that. I want that in my beat. I want my beat 'em ups to be tough. So there's well, the nice I thing like I was that... gonna say. Well, and like you and I both were saying how like the first time, a few times we played through this. We just got like mashed on that gauntlet. Yeah. And so like, yeah. yeah, that like that part is meant to be like, okay, okay. Yeah. We did the like button mashy part. Now we're going to see what you remember. Yeah. This, this one, it feels, you. this one. Yeah. This one feels like a little bit more considering it's a lot of the same graphics and art and moves and everything. It kind of feels like a little bit more of a mature turtles in time. And I and I actually do like that. Like when I pick up the Cowabunga collection and play it now, uh, truth be told, if I if I'm hankering for a 16-bit Turtles beat 'em up, I'm I'm probably I think Turtles in Time is the better game, but I'm probably gonna play Hyperstone Heist over Turtles in Time because I wanna I wanna chat like Turtles in Time is like I'm high and I'm I can't play anything coherent. I'm gonna mash buttons and play this. Hyperstone Heist is a like I want to be challenged by a Turtles game. I'm gonna pick this up and play it. Does, like, See, like when I got the Cowabunga collection, I did this one first. Um, I actually have not played through Turtles in Time since getting it. And now that like we've recorded this episode, I can probably move on to that. Yeah. Because I've just really wanted to like get through because it took me a while. Like I didn't get through like to the end of this game until like I, this morning or yesterday. I love it. I yeah, it's good. Okay, so okay, I think I don't know. I, I'm sorry to uh, I really hope this episode didn't let any of the diehard Hyperstone Heist fans down. It's just that most of the good stuff we've done twice. It'd be the third time we've rehashed it. I like your game. I think your game's It tougher. was a fun game because it all Turtles fun. games are fun. I don't think there's a Turtles game that isn't fun. Some people will argue the first one on the NES, but they're fucking wrong. I love that goddamn game. Um, Maybe some of the later ones that I haven't played. Yeah, I, I haven't played a lot good, of the more but... modern ones either. Uh, okay, so then uh, we're going to score this. And then I, I already reviewed Cowabunga Collection on Expansion Pass, which you can get for $2 a month at patreon.com slash remember the game. Uh, but I would like to know your thoughts on Cowabunga quickly. So let's score this. And then I'm going to quickly pick your brain on Cowabunga Collection. So Absolutely. Uh, fuck. Like, do we score it out of five? Does that like, no, you know what? Six, it's 16 bit because there's only five levels. There's only four turtles, but it's 16 bit. So we'll score it out of 16. What would you score Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist out of 16? I'd give it a 12 and a half out of 16. 12 and a half. All right. I don't know how what that, that works to as far as percentages go, <laughs> but <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, like we're losing like three and a half points for like some of the stuff that we, we mentioned that we weren't huge on. Yeah. You know what? I would have given but like, it. It was a fun game. It was a good game because Turtles games are good. Yeah, it, absolutely. I, I would have given it a 12. 
But then once I got thinking about how I like the difficulty push in this one compared to Turtles in Time, I'll bump it up to a 13. I still, I, I, I like, I like that difficult. I like a little bit of bite in my beat em ups and this one's got it. I, it's a good game. I'm, I really do mean it. I, I really don't want to sound like, I will say if I was a Genesis kid, I would play Streets of Rage 2 over this, but I would play Streets of Rage 2 over literally any retro beat em up ever. Including Turtles in Time, Streets of Rage two better than any of these, but this is a this is a still a, a rock solid beat 'em up. Um, One of these days, I'll get I'll get through Streets uh, Streets of Rage. You gotta play it, bro, or play the modern one, Streets of Rage four. That game is the fucking bee's knees too. Um, okay, so now I've already given my thoughts on the Cowabunga Collection. I have a full review of it. So just you know, in like sixty words or less, uh, are you liking it? And what would you say are your favorite games on the collection? Um, well, again, like I, the one that I've played all the way through is Hyperstone Heist because it was the one that I've never played and beat before. Right. Um, the, like I'm loving, like, I do kind of like that they have an arcade version of, uh, of Turtles in Time versus the SNES version. I'm always going to go with the SNES version because that's the one I grew up with. Sure. Um, is, is there a significant difference? The, the arcade ones, in my opinion, they're they're four-player. Uh, they look a little better because they have the arcade capabilities, but they're also, they're cheap. Like, they're they're designed to eat your quarters. Like, they, they'll wreck you far more than the... I, I, like, I, would, I prefer the Super Nintendo Turtles in Time to the arcade Turtles in Time, but I prefer the arcade version of the arcade game to the NES port of the arcade game. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Like, definitely we'll still stick with the SNES one. I'm excited to try some of these Game Boy ones that they have yeah. on there. And I was pleasantly surprised to see, like, ooh, we've got, like, some of the handheld ones in here. Dude, the, so the first two are just kind of, like, they're fine, but they're Game Boy beat-em-ups. The, the third Game Boy game is the hidden gem on this collection. It's tough, but it's like a Metroidvania. Like, you start out with just Michelangelo, and... Uh, he's got the ability to like swing his nunchucks like a propeller and float like long distances. And you need to use this like giant map and find the other three turtles. And the only other one I've found so far is Leonardo, but Leonardo has the ability to like dig with his swords and break through certain bricks to get into areas you which, couldn't get to before. It's a which great, one is that? um, what's it called? Um, uh, fuck. I can't remember what it's called now. It's, it's the third game boy game. Turtles three, uh, mutant mayhem, I think is what it's called or something like that. It, it's, oh, that's cool. It's like the first two are okay, but they're just they're just Game Boy beat 'em ups. The third one is like give it a chance, dude. The third one is fucking awesome. It's really good. Now, is there one for the Game Boy Advance on here as well, too? Uh, no. You got the three Game Boy, the three NES, uh, Turtles in Time, Hyperstone Heist, uh, and then the arcade, the two arcade games, and then the Tournament Fighter ones, which I don't, I don't. You know what? I games. actually do. I do kind of like the tournament fighter ones. I know like you literally just said you don't like them. Mm -hmm. I think I, I remember having fun with those, I, like I, if nothing else, but like pointless, like button mashing fun with friends. Sure. I don't know how well, like, cause like these days I'm more of a single player. Like yeah, me too. every now and then, like every now and then I'll like convince my girlfriend to play Mario party with me or I'll like play like you know, Mario Kart with my parents online. But like for the most part I play games by myself. So like 
I don't know how well those would work like as a single player experience, but I remember having fun with those. Uh, like I will say like I it's not for what it's rec- before everyone yells at me like I don't think they're bad. I just don't I just don't get fighting games. I'm just really bad at them. I respect fighting games. I think I have nothing but the utmost appreciation for high level fighting game players cuz I don't know if there's a genre that takes more practice and skill. I just I'm really bad at them. But I will say the 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 the, the NES ones pretty rough, but the Super Nintendo and Genesis ones, those are those are for my money those might be the two best looking games on the collection. Are the two tournament fighters. They they look fucking mint. They look awesome. I'm just so bad at them. So fucking bad at them. But yeah, it's a, it's like a great that's the, and that's though. the and that's the thing. And it was like, you played them with your friends who were also bad at them. It always sucks playing those games with somebody who's like really figured out all the combos oh, and you're just over there like bashing buttons. So yeah. like, if you're playing those games, you may, you need to make sure you're playing with somebody who's as good as you. Yeah. Agreed. Um, great fucking collection though. And like, it's, it's spawned a lot of, uh, discussion in our community about like, what other? Because I never thought this collection would happen. I thought these games were dead, and now that now that this happened, I'm like, and GoldenEye is coming back on fucking the Nintendo 64 and Xbox. It's like I did not see that coming. I thought like like we've said we've talked about it on the on the show before. We were like, there's no way that's happening. There's too many like there's too many like legal things that need to go that they need to go through to get that. They need to get the rights to. Uh, to James Bond, they need to get the. They need to go through Rareware. They need to like too much red tape to get that on a Nintendo console. And yet here it is. It's coming. It's happening. It's and insane. I'm just like, well, fuck. I can't. It's like it's it's. So it's got us talking about like, man, what other collections could there be? And like, I know a lot of people. I sorry, by the way, everybody, if you're not interested in this, like, uh, no, you know what? You're interested. If you've lasted this long, you'll listen to the next ninety seconds. Um. A lot of people have brought up the wrestling games. Like, I'm a huge wrestling fan. The Nintendo 64 has got great wrestling games. I, do, I, I, I would love to be proven wrong, but I don't think we're getting those. But you know what's been kicked around by some people that I'm like, maybe, maybe someday is the Simpsons collection. Like, I don't think it's insane anymore. And it's like, how crazy would that be? Like, I again, I get it because, like, I kind of like, like I said on like expansion pass, I was like, I kind of like those games, and like, I know they're not good. I know they're like, like I've seen the angry video game reviews of them. Of they're course. not like they're frust more frustrating than they are fun. But I remember enjoying them. I remember really liking Bart's Nightmare. Oh fuck! Actually, I I don't hate Bart's Nightmare. Like Bart's Nightmare, I like Bart versus the World. Or pardon me, Bart versus the Space Mutants. There's Bart versus the World. There's Virtual Bart, that piece of shit. There's the Game Boy games. Like there, I don't. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but I, I just I said this wouldn't happen, and it did. So what the fuck do I know? Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, all right. You know what? I we stretched it. We made an episode out of this. I don't know how, but we fucking. I feel like I feel like we've now done two point five episodes about turtles in time, and I'm sorry, Hyperstone Heist fans. Your game is fine. It just it just lives in the shadow of a much better game that came out at the same time on a better console. Oh fuck! And there it is. I didn't want to say that part, but yeah. So it's at Mark Rutno. Uh, you can fucking find him online, uh, buddy. Uh, it was great. Thanks for doing this podcast. And uh, I don't know if everyone knows this, but you and I caught up in Calgary this weekend and had some beers. And uh, it was fucking good seeing you, buddy. You're a good guy. And uh, thanks for doing this, man. Dude, thanks for having me. As always. 
And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Mark, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking hyperstone heists and every single one of you nerds listening to this right now, whether this was your first episode or your 216th. Thank you so thank thank you. Thank you so much. Fuck me, I suck at this job. Thank you so much for giving me a chance and trying out remember the game. If you didn't hate it, maybe subscribe. Maybe leave us get crazy, leave us a nice review. I don't know what they do. But if the good podcasts are going to ask for them, bet your ass we're going to. And uh, if you want more of this, if you're like, I need more of this guy's obnoxious, somewhat sounds like he's stuck in the middle of puberty voice, maybe consider Patreon. It starts at just two bucks a month and you get two additional episodes every single week. And you get access to like 300 bonus podcasts and you get access to our Discord with like 800 people in it. And you can write in comments to be read on all of the shows. And you're going to get a shout out. And you can DM with me. And... Well, that's all the perks at the $2. I mean, there's other levels with like, actually at $5 a month, you get three additional podcasts a week. You also get my rambling idiot podcast where I just talk about comedy and shit away from uh, video games. But anyway, patreon.com slash remember the game. You can find all the information there. Don't forget 5% of all that income is being donated to the Stoller Children's Hospital. So you're doing a good deed. And we have annual memberships where you get your 12th month for free. Boom. Uh, What else do I have to plug? Oh, I have a P.O. box. You can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you want to just shoot me a little. Don't send me big gifts. Just send me a postcard, a letter. Just let me know where you're listening. I'll write one back. We'll be friends. That's fairly fun. And I'm on Twitch uh, at random times. Twitch.tv slash rememberthegame. Sure would be nice. I, we're up to getting like 40, 45 people most streams now. It's pretty dope. People just coming by that like the podcast. It's a really chill, nice environment. I don't beg you for subs or anything. I'm not fucking Dark Side Phil. Uh, I just want to play video games and chat with the community. And I build Lego there sometimes. So twitch.tv slash member the game. That's going to do it. I'm going to thank some patrons as I am contractually obligated to do and get the fuck out of here. For anyone that is a patron, I'll be back tomorrow with expansion pass number 130, where I will tell some stories about my regular remember the game guests. Game patch will go live on Friday with all the biggest news in modern video games. And I'll be back a week from today with remember the game number 217, with the stars aligned and we get the recording that we're hoping to get done this week done. We'll be about half. Ooh. Take it easy, everybody. Talk to you in the next one. Cheers. Goodbye. Remember the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all this content I come up with every week without all of your support. The following people are signed up at the senior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game. And as such, I am contractually obligated to butcher their names in an incredibly fast and insincere fashion. So a huge thank you to... Makeshift Mallow, Magic Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, why does Andy hate Keeg so much? Because he fucking sucks. James Clark, King Bahamut, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Medeiros, Andrew Wright, Jordan, Fraser Burns, Lil Bunny, Fufu89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Trombley, A-Town Morgan, Zane Donovan, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, G9PSX, Wolf, Mercury869, Wolfgang Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Chris Copland, Doogie, Wolf Magic 21 Johnny CCDC, Joe LeBlanc, Squints, Titan420, Zonko504, Russell Aldridge, Jeff Bergeron, Captain N, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Randy Barrage, Just a Fish, Noop Q, Denzalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickin, Matthew D'Amico, Frosty Feet 492, Triple, Austin Cook, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Ray San Juan Tonga, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Standard Ass Brian. <laughs> I love that. Trav H, Mizuru, Nicholas Chaffee, David Marcus, Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizal, Derek James, Riley Turvey, Jake Carter, Laces Out Dan, C-Spin, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Munch Makuchi, Leroy Westrich, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D Printed Sawstrich, Russell, Russell, whose last name I can't say, Evolva, Sean Ramos, DB Cooper, Stud Still Smash, Mojo the Helper Monkey, Brant Hewitt, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Fuzzy99, Decoy Man, John Jameson, Wyatt the Surgeon Who's Not a Surgeon, Roe, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Scary Terry, Bucky Duck, Hego Waffle, High 
Plains Drifter, Kayach, Jimothy, Joe Stone, Chris Williams, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Nicole Novak, Cody Richardson, General Fury, Dem Boys on the Roof, James Juan Francesco, The Jamadian Nightmare, Matt Hamilton, Nomad, James Black, Drugs Are Bad, okay. Sam Carpenter, Nerdy Hybrid, Aaron, Adam Fletcher. Why do I keep saying Aaron? Colin... Oh. Colin Bollinger, Lucas, Joey Mercury, IR Jackal, Theran, Squeaknuts, Isaias, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Lance Jones, Brian Neese, Christian Gabriel, Maverick Marty, Musty Beetle, Big Poppy Logan, John M. Watkins, Beef Dingleberry, Michael Barjudana, Hitchy Poo, Arctic Fission, Romaldo Marquez, Connor McCann, Bulma Simp, Mark But Not McHugh, Darren Dickey, Trevor McKee, Quiet Place Queen, Cam Nelly 23, Zamatos, Skillerooney, Angelo Leonardo, Lugnut, Scott Weiss, Oh My God It Froze, Bobby Litton, Russell... Roger Russell, Taylor Lynn White, Kia Pup, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, Works For Me, McGrathen, Heman Demon, yeah, Heman Demon, that's right, uh, James Sanabria, Derek Cox, Dakota Guy, Alexander Camps, Toad Spit, I hate that name, and Ryan Perry. Thank you all so much for the support. You're the best. I'm very grateful. Take it easy. Talk to you on the next one. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. <laughs>